Welcome to the Grow Equation Podcast, a training podcast for service-based business owners who want to hashtag work less, earn more. Your host, Diana Lidstone, has been working with businesses for more than three decades to help them get known as the undeniable authority in their industry, ramp up their profits, and optimize their resources with the end goal that they work less and earn more. So if you're ready to implement simple steps to banish the hustle and to do business differently, then stop. Stop folding laundry or running on your treadmill, grab a pen and paper, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast, where I share tips, strategies, and guest interviews so that you can work less, earn more. Now, if you're feeling like a frazzled, overworked business owner who would love nothing more than to make more money and have some free time to, I don't know, sit on the beach, write that book that you've been dreaming about, then today's podcast is especially for you. You know, this morning I was on a call with my, you know, two guys, my mastermind call, and we got talking about this whole issue of, you know, how we spend our time. And I don't know any business owner that hasn't asked herself or himself, how do I get everything done that I need to get done in the day, right? Because in reality, guess what? You only have about three hours a day to really get stuff done. And I'm going to share five ways that you can get back more time so that you can be that CEO of your business. As I said, we all know we have 24 hours in a day, but it's up to us how we spend it. How many hours do we really have to be that CEO? By my calculations, it's maybe two to four hours of real focused time. So let's not waste any more time. How did I come up with that number, you might ask? Well, it's simple math. It's another equation. We start with 168 hours in the working week, subtract sleep and Sundays, that leaves about 74 hours. Five-day work week, yuck, who likes that? I don't is 15.6 hours. And then we subtract all those things that life throws at us, meals, exercise, fun, toilet breaks, and you're left with maybe eight hours a day. Now that sounds like a lot, right? But you and I know better. We know better because you're probably spending, get this, at least an hour and a half on emails, reading, replying, writing, at least another hour and a half consuming media. News, blogs, tweaks, maybe you're on Facebook, maybe you're doing videos, you know, all that social media stuff. An hour and a half of marketing and community building, both online and offline. And yikes, we're already down to about three hours of real focus time to work on the stuff that a CEO should be working on. But the funny thing is, it doesn't have to be that way. And there are a lot of reasons why it ends up being that way. And I'm going to share them with you. First of all, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, kind of control freaks. That's right. We're control freaks and perfectionists. And this whole bit about letting go of stuff is a real huge challenge. And this week again, you know, I was working with a client and, you know, I said, how badly do you really want to be that CEO of your business? You know, on a scale of one to 10, how badly is that? She said, it's like a 10 plus, plus, plus. I want to be out there. I want to be driving the sales. I want to be out there speaking. That's what she wants to do. 
And then I said to her, okay, you are now spending the majority of your time doing customer work, client work. How badly or how do you feel about letting go of that client work? And so, you know, when we rated that, she says, no, I know in my head, you know, I know logically I have to let go of it, but in her heart, it was such a huge decision. So I totally get it. Your business was your baby. And it's really hard to think that maybe somebody else might be able to do it. Maybe not as well as you, but maybe 80 to 90%. And when I was talking to this client, I said, you know, if you could hire somebody to take 50% of that load off your desk, for instance, would that be worth it? And she went, hell yeah. Okay. So sometimes it just happens to be that we have to do it in little chunks. We have to be able to let go in little chunks. So the first reason that, you know, we don't let go is because we're control freaks. Number two is we think we can't afford to hire or outsource. But the truth of the matter is that you being the bottleneck of your business is costing you more money than you can imagine. I'll go back to the client that I was working with. You know, she said, I know she has this huge vision. She can see the possibilities, but she understands that she is being the bottleneck because she can't be out there driving business and doing the business. She can't be that employee or that doer at the same time. But she realizes that it's costing her business. So we had to talk about, yes, she can afford it. She has to come from a place of abundance and that a new person in the business is going to allow her the time freedom to do what she really needs to do best. And the third reason is that sometimes we just don't have the skills or the capacity to know how to hire and train the right person. Now, that's another whole topic for discussion. But here's the thing. As the CEO of your business, your focus is to be that visionary, that leader, the outward face of your business. Now, I know it's true. This won't happen overnight. But guys, you got to start somewhere and sometime. So let's start today. Your ultimate job as the CEO of your business, is to drive business, whether that means speaking or networking or connecting. It means figuring out how to find, reach, and engage with prospects in a meaningful way. It's about creating the marketing strategies that you feel good doing and that appeal to your target market. It means finding and developing you know, power partners or joint ventures so that they can do some of the heavy lifting so they can do the recommending and bring you clients. Now, I'm guessing a lot of you have probably read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. If you haven't, it's time you did. And in that book, he talks about time management chart showing the difference between urgent and important tasks in your day. Now, because this podcast can't draw it for you, but I highly recommend that you go and get a copy of that book somewhere and look at and decide for yourself, how can you prioritize? What projects are urgent, meaning like they're a crisis, they're firefighting, right? Maybe they're deadline driven. That's urgent and important. But then there's not urgent, but really important. So these could be 
prevention, relationship building, maybe planning. But if we go back to the urgent side, we've got they're urgent, but they're really not that important. These tend to be interruptions, calls that people have, you know, mail that comes in, reports, maybe some meetings, right? These are interruptions and interruptions are the killer of your business. All right. And the fourth quadrant that Stephen Covey talks about is the not urgent and not important. That's the busy work. That's the trivia and the time wasters. And for some of us, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go and tweak my website or I'm going to go down a rabbit hole on Facebook or I have this idea. Let's think about it. Now, you've got to really prioritize your tasks. Okay, the title of this podcast today is all about delegating to grow your business. So I want to talk to you about what I call the four Ds. Once you have prioritized the activities that you have, you can use the four Ds. And here they are. You can delete them, like literally delete them off your to-do list. You can what we call diminish them. In other words, maybe I can chunk it down. You can delay them, maybe not today, and then you can delegate them, okay? The four Ds, here we go. Again, delete, diminish, delay, delegate. That's how you get more free time in your business. Now, I'm gonna share some more ideas about how you can free up time in your business so you can be that CEO. And, you know, these are things that you have to work towards doing. They don't happen overnight. But certainly the delegation part, that is something that you can really implement right away. So here are the other things. One is creating standard operating procedures or commonly called SOP. SOPs are really basically written step-by-step instructions, systematizing every task that there is. Anything that you repeat more than twice in your business can be systematized. Whether it's an SOP or whether it's, you know, I call them swipe files, whatever it is, it is worth your time to invest in creating these SOPs. It makes hiring and it makes training so much easier. So creating SOPs, you do things in your business automatically. It's in your head. If you're going to delegate it, you've got to create these SOPs so that the person that you're delegating it to can actually implement it without you standing over their shoulder, right? Every two minutes. So if you are creating SOPs, awesome. But you also have to get your team to create SOPs. That can be sometimes a little more challenging. All right, creating standard operating procedures. The next thing that you can do is hire strategically. Hiring strategically means really understanding very clearly and putting on paper (laughs) what needs to be actually done. So I went through this exercise this week with another client and I said, you know, she's going to hire somebody to be an assistant so that she can take off her plate about 50% of what she does. And so I said, your job for homework before she came to the call was to write down everything that she does during the week. 
And basically her tasks were divided into two categories. But when we started looking at the one category that she wants to get off her plate, the more we brainstormed, the more we came up with things that this person could actually do. And the reason that is so important is because so often we think, I don't have enough to keep this person busy. But in actual fact, when you sit down and methodically think about it, yes, you do. Now, getting all of these things off her plate, she knows it's not going to happen overnight. But we also created a list of things that she should be doing in her business. This particular person is actually the COO, the chief operating officer. So she is the inward facing person, the operations manager of the business versus the CEO who is the outward facing. So I actually worked with both members of this team to help them grow their business. So hiring strategically is really, really important. It's not just about a job description. It's about the attitude and the values that you want in the person that you're hiring. So you've got to be clear on what are your team values? What are your company values? And how would a new member, a new addition to your team fit in? So there's quite a bit when you start thinking about hiring strategically. And the last thing I want to talk about today on this podcast is recognizing the gaps in your team. If you're the CEO, it's really important for you to lay out on a piece of paper or with your coach an organizational chart, not just what it is today, but what it is you see down the road for the future. And for some of you, it might go, well, you know, I know what it looks like. Yes, you know what it looks like. But does your staff know the direction you're going in? Does your team know the direction that you're going in? And yes, your name may be beside many of the activities that happen, but it will allow you to visually see, oh, if I got this off my plate, then I can actually be the CEO of my business. So recognize the team gaps. Where is the team strong? Where is the team not so strong? Where do you see yourself going in the future? What do we need to fill in this gap? Yeah, what do you need for that future casting, if you will, of your business? All right, so those are some things that you can do to get things off your plate so that you can be the CEO of your business more. And I just want to share with you, you know, to summarize here that delegating is not actually a handing things over to other people in your business. I mean, that's the physical part of it. But the secrets to successful delegating is, as somebody once said, it's that seven inches between your two ears. It's a mindset game, guys. We've got to get into the mindset that, no, we can't do it all ourselves. And why should we want to, right? Because that's not our zone of genius. And the fact that it finally comes down to that you cannot afford not to delegate because you are becoming the bottleneck of future growth of your business. And what is it that you keep for you to be doing as the CEO of your business? Remember, you're the visionary, you're the leader, you've got to be out there 
and doing the thing that you do best. And maybe it's not being the CEO, right? But I know that for some of you, or for most of you, you have big visions. You see this 10,000 foot level of your business and you go, I just maybe don't know how to get there. And if you're asking yourself, how do you get there? I'm going to challenge you today in this podcast to think about, hmm, maybe that's not the question I should be asking. Perhaps the question I should be asking is who is going to help me get there? That's where delegating comes in. So friends, I hope this has been useful for you today. And, you know, reach out to me. Let's have a chat. If you are having trouble stepping into that role of CEO, you know, it doesn't matter if you're financial advisor, if you're a mortgage broker, any kind of service provider, a lawyer, you are the CEO of your business. And stepping into that role is scary. And yes, we don't know how to do it sometimes, but there's some other questions to ask, and I'd love to be able to share that with you. So thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast episode, give it a review, subscribe, share it with your friends. And until next week, know that you can do this. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Grow Equation Business Training Podcast, where it's all about hashtag work less, earn more. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review. If you enjoyed this and want more of Diana, you're invited to join her private Facebook community for live trainings, articles, and Q&A. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash think like a CEO with Diana. Until next time, thanks for listening.